Hey everybody, and welcome to Rabbit's Rumblings, Podcast 175. This time I only have two games you probably haven't heard too much about, in sort of a casual first look. Not an official first look, but I didn't think up anything else to talk about, so I will talk about them for a little bit. And that's all I've got. So, hopefully, you'll enjoy the show. So the first of the two games that you probably have not heard about is one that hardcore Bioware fans probably have heard about but maybe haven't done too much research on. Right now there really isn't a whole lot of news about it and the website is kind of early considering how far into development they have implied the game is. But unless you went and looked for hardcore Gamescom news, you probably haven't seen or heard too much about it. This is called Shadow Realms, and it is coming for PC only. You might have actually seen some commercials for it. There were three or four different live-action commercials, and I forgot the exact tagline of the commercials, but it was something like, you are chosen or you will be chosen. And it was really kind of vague and looked sort of like superhero or magic kind of powers. There was one trailer for what we now know as the Shadow Lord, which was pretty much just a guy sitting in a corner that was pretty much just made of smoke. So, needless to say, the marketing so far has been really obscure, and while they did show off the game at Gamescom, there wasn't a whole lot shown off about it, and there hasn't been a whole lot discussed. So I thought I would give you some early info about it, even though they said that beta is supposed to be starting soon. Which again, like I said, kind of surprises me because it's not very common developers leave something like, you know, this big in terms of a new IP, this secret for this long. So that's kind of surprising. The first thing important to note about the game is that it is online and it is in this sort of new 4v1 style where four sort of players will play against one person acting as sort of a game master who is called the Shadow Lord, and you will enter into what I think they're referring to as a shard, and that is basically sort of one instanced area of one realm that is currently active. They're supposedly going to have sort of a story arc where you will change realms, and at the start of the game, most of it's going to sort of revolve around Earth because we players who are coming into this new world are being recruited from Earth. So basically it's five human people, one of them picks basically the bad guy and four people play the good guys. And then you will go into this dungeon and the bad guy can set up different traps or they can buff different monsters or they can possess different monsters and do special things. Not too many details about, you know, the exact ways things will happen or, you know, what exact powers anybody has. But basically they said the field they're kind of going for is sort of an old school pen and paper D&D game where you've got five people sitting around a table, you know, one person's the GM, 
and then the four players are going through the dungeon. They said that's the kind of feel they are going for. It is a third-person perspective, so you'll be kind of behind your character, and it is super action-y from what they've shown off. There was a lot of fast killing and a lot of groups coming into the room and things exploding and people dodging, and it looked very arcade-ish in style. One other interesting thing is they said that the dungeons, to a great degree, would be randomized. There would be some areas, you know, a safe zone kind of things, assumably, where players could recover. But overall, they kind of implied that the majority of these dungeons would be randomized, in addition to, you know, whatever different things the GM-like Shadow Lord player will pick. Because, you know, even if you had the same map, two different Shadow Lord players might play differently. So one might use a lot of traps, whereas a different one might use no traps at all, and they buff the monsters in different ways or some different kinds of monsters. So even if it was, you know, the same map, there there should still be quite a bit of variance in play. If all of the classes are on the website, and I counted correctly, there will be seven classes. And although these are rigid classes in that you'll have, you know, your set abilities, they have said that there is enough variety between which weapons you pick, which abilities you pick, which active abilities you pick, and which passive abilities you pick, that there will be quite a variety between you know, players of the same class and quite a variety between different classes. So hopefully that means, you know, as somebody who typically plays a rogue warrior mix, I will hopefully be able to find, you know, some kind of mix that I like. Though, I don't know, there is a cleric, and the uh, cleric kind of looks like a battle cleric, sort of like a paladin, so I might go with that as well. It will really depend, like I said, you know, on how the classes can change depending on, you know, what abilities they have. The game starts out sort of modern-ish, because again, you're being pulled from Earth, so that's, you know, a modern time setting. But they have said, as time goes on, you'll explore other worlds that might be more fantasy-oriented, so you might get some gear that is fantasy-oriented, or you might get some gear that is modern world-oriented. And the stuff that you pick will determine, you know, what kind of style your character has. But they did say that there would be enough equipment and enough variety that if somebody did want to have a more modern style, you know, maybe they're a wizard, but they use a machine gun, you know, they could do that. Or if they were something like a modern soldier, but they wanted to go with, you know, a two-handed weapon while still wearing, you know, modern soldier equipment, they could do that. So it will be very interesting to see what kind of mixes and combinations there are in addition to, you know, how the players will mix that style up. I do have a few concerns about the game from what I've seen so far. As I mentioned, it does look very arcadey, and it looks very fast. And part of the problem I've had with a few of these recent fast arcade-style games is they tend to be too fast for me. Maybe it's just part of getting old, but I find when there's a lot of stuff going on in the screen and a lot of stuff is happening really quickly... I tend to sort of lose track of what is going on where. It's like my brain prefers something that's a little bit slower and something you can handle strategically in terms of, you know, this guy's over here, this guy's over here, players are attacking this monster, that sort of stuff. But when you've got, you know, 10 or 15 monsters just kind of swarming in different directions and people are doing area explosions and dodging out of the way, things tend to get really crazy and confusing for me. So I am very worried that what I've seen so far sort of looks too fast. 
But again, you know, this is early in development and, you know, this is footage taken off a screen, not something I'm actually playing myself. So who knows, it might look a lot faster than it actually feels when you're playing. Another concern I have is that even though they've said they're going to strive for some kind of rating system, I am concerned about what happens if that group of good guy players are put up against a bad guy player, and, you know, one of those sides is significantly more skilled than the other one. That could lead to, you know, a bad play experience for, you know, whatever the other side is that gets completely dominated. Hopefully they'll be able to get that balance right and it will feel like a good challenge, you know, every time you play. But they did also say that they were aware that that could happen even with, you know, the most balanced matching system, and that they have designed the game in a way that rewards you for both winning and, you know, just participating slash losing. So if you do get matched up like that, you don't have to worry too much. You'll get, you know, rewards up to the point you succeeded at or failed at. And they said, of course, you know, succeeding, you'll get better stuff and it's it's worth succeeding. But they also said that you'll get enough rewards failing that you won't feel like you completely wasted your time. And my last concern is that they said this is going to be a free-to-play game. I have nothing wrong with free-to-play games as a whole or, you know, an ideal. My question is, you know, companies are for-profit companies right now. And so how are they going to make their money back? Are they going to say, here's this one class, but you have to pay five bucks for it? Or is the stuff that you pay for just cosmetic stuff? And it's like, here's this really cool looking jacket. You might want it, pay five bucks for it. You know, if it's just sort of a cosmetic thing, it's not a big deal. I don't, I don't really care. That is probably, you know, the best way to do it. If it's sort of convenience items like bigger bag slots or more character slots, I'm usually okay with that as well, as long as the players aren't, you know, overly limited by not spending the money. Or, you know, they have some sort of in-game money they can build up to get that with in-game money as well. You know, what would not be okay is if they completely locked out certain classes or here's the free content, it's four maps, but if you want the full experience of 20 maps, you gotta pay, you know, some kind of subscription fee or something. I don't know, we'll see. They haven't revealed anything on any kind of pricing plan or what they're thinking about in terms of how the fee structure will go. So I guess we'll learn that in time. But if you are into sort of, I guess you could say D&D-like, probably faster-paced kind of adventures, you might want to keep your eye on Shadow Realms in the future. The next game I have, which people have probably not heard about, I myself, who read gaming news all the time, almost kind of missed the announcements about this as well. There's been very, very little information about this game. It is called Hunt Horrors of the Gilded Age, and it will be out for PC, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One. It is also free to play, and like Shadow Realms, nothing has been said about how they're going to do the monetization. 
So we don't know if certain things will be locked, you know, that are considered crucial, or if they're just going for convenience things. We don't know anything about the pricing at all on this one either. This one is set in sort of a modernish 1800s style of, I guess you could say, technology. There are bits and pieces which will delve sort of into the 1900s and sort of look steampunkish in some ways. They are kind of going for a more historically accurate style. So we probably won't see too many things that are all that crazy. Certainly won't see any machine guns unless, you know, maybe they're Gatling guns and they're like on a heavy mount or something. They showed off some pistols and they showed off some sort of bolt-action rifles where it was either a single shot and then you had to do the bolt-action to put in another bullet or, you know, it would shoot two or three times and that was about it. Shotguns were pretty much one shot and that was it. So it was definitely sort of an older style. It is a third-person over-the-shoulder game, but it is primarily a shooter, which seems kind of confusing because, you know, with those older guns, you have a very limited amount of ammo. Reload times are going to be really long. So it seems kind of odd that this would be a shooter based on something that seems like they're going for, you know, sort of more realistic style than not. It is free to play online with four players in a group. And by that I mean if you go in as a solo player into the queue, you're going to get matched up with three other people. This is only PvE as far as I recall. So it's kind of like you're a team going through to accomplish a certain goal. And these goals will apparently be random and based around sort of realistic myth at the time. One myth slash boss they mentioned was there's this story about the witch who would sit on children's chests and then take their breath while they were sleeping and kill them. So one of the bosses is sort of a witch character that has, you know, breath-like powers. So expect to see things like that, maybe possibly things like werewolves or... Maybe zombies, probably not vampires because vampires were sort of later period. But you can expect to see sort of myths and legends from, I guess you could say, the old frontier days. The most interesting thing they talked about was the respawn mechanic. When you die, you'll sort of respawn, but in a random position on the map. And there's different positions you could respawn at. And the other players will have to sort of rescue you from that position couple of examples they showed was one time a player respawned and they were hanging upside down tied to a tree sort of at their ankles. So they could say, you know, maybe they were in voice chat. They could say, oh, I'm hanging upside down from this tree. I don't know where I am, but look for a tree and I'll be hanging there. And so other people would have to come and get you down off that tree. And another example they did was somebody respawned in the coffin that was sort of standing upright. And it was chained closed. So the players would have to find them and they'd have to break through the chain. So the respawning seems really interesting. It's certainly a different take on respawning than I've seen in other games. So I also have a few concerns about this one. They have stated that there is no class system. That you pick your skills and do whatever you want. However, they haven't said how the progression system works or what kind of skill system they are using. I would imagine there's some kind of talent system or trees that you work with. It's not just, you know, pick whatever, literally. I'm sure there are, you know, trees and branches that you will build your character on, but nothing has been stated on how that will work. 
Again, nothing has been stated on what kind of monetization they're going for, whether certain things will be behind a paywall or content will be behind a paywall or if stuff you pay for will just be purely cosmetic stuff. I could easily see that being the case because in the demo they showed the players had lots of different kinds of clothing and stuff they were using, so I could very easily see you know different sets of clothing being a way for them to get money and have characters sort of differentiate themselves from each other. But again, nothing's been stated about you know how they're going to do that. And similar to Shadow Realms, I'm curious how they're going to match players together in terms of skill. This one would be a little bit less important since it is, you know, PvE co-op and there's not, you know, an opponent player controlling anything. But I would still be kind of concerned about, you know, that person who's just starting out versus somebody who's really pro. You know, that's not going to be the most balanced group. Might lead to somebody getting really mad at, you know, a lesser skilled or newer player. So I'm curious if there's going to be any kind of matchmaking in terms of that, you know, certain players of certain skill levels. Plus, if they aren't matched, how would you know what kind of difficulty level in terms of challenge they could handle? You know, if they were rated a a certain difficulty, they could say, you know, let's do this mission on a hard, you know, and maybe that's just how they do it. Maybe if somebody queues up for a hard mission, maybe that's how they'll separate and match players. I don't know. But it seems like a really interesting idea. There was some cool stuff they showed off in the footage they have shown. One fight was against sort of a ghost character who had sort of chains and stuff she could use to hit people with. And one of her special powers was she would pull one of the characters into this sort of ghost realm with her. And when that happened, only that character could see the ghost. Unless, you know, they shot her, which sort of acted like a marking mechanism. As long as you were doing damage to her, the other characters could also see her. So, you know, to them, it would look like she's just kind of either not there or fading in and out when she's being hit. And that player, you know, that was affected would switch during the combat. So that sounded like a really interesting and new sort of twist to shooter-style combat. So I'm really looking forward to hearing more about this game as well. It was just announced, and it said apply for, I think, Alpha. So I think they are pretty early in development still, so it could be a little while before we hear too much more about it. But like I said, it looks pretty cool. I am hesitant on a few features, but I am very eager to hear more about it. News this week, The Walking Dead Season 2, Episode 5 is now out. So if you were holding out for all five episodes to pick up the season, now would be a good time to consider it. I think I saw it on sale on Steam to get the entire season for 10 bucks. So it seems like it's really cheap now. So if you've been waiting, certainly look into picking it up, check out your prices, and see if you want to grab it. Destiny is due out on September 9th, about a week and a half. Super excited. They have confirmed that it will launch 
on, you know, the evening of the 8th slash morning of the 9th. And it will be, as I had hoped, a phased launch. So the first people to get in will be people in Australia. But that makes me very happy. Because then it means, you know, people who do want to be there right at midnight will come in. They'll play for a few hours. They'll go to bed. It won't be a big deal. And then, you know, there will only be, you know, a few people loading the servers. As opposed to, you know, midnight launch Pacific time where everybody would be loading the servers all at once. So I'm sure, you know, there won't be too much load right at midnight because people will probably play for a few hours and then just go to bed. Or, you know, some people might just pick it up and set the game to load and just not even come in until the next day. But we don't have to worry about, you know, everybody on the whole planet trying to get in right at that one time. There hasn't been any confirmation about the downloadable version because people were saying that they were on the East Coast uh, you know, in North America, and they were saying that their unlock for their download version is showing midnight Pacific time, so that would be, you know, 3 a.m. their time. So hopefully PlayStation Network can get that figured out and, you know, let those people in who are on the East Coast who got the game digitally get in right at midnight their local time. But um so far, it looks like if you got a digital version, you might have to wait until midnight Pacific time, which would be really kind of sad. But like I said, you know, hopefully they'll figure that out because they should have your billing information. So it should be able to go by your zip code and figure out what time zone you're in. And then the last bit of new news I have for it is downloadable content in terms of the future expansions that are coming out will bind to your account and it won't care what you know, side of the fence you're on, be it PlayStation or Xbox, because those don't actually have a physical copy. So it will just flag your account if you're on PlayStation 3 or PlayStation 4. So if you're on, as example, PlayStation 3, and then you later move up to PlayStation 4, if you've purchased any expansion content, that will carry over because it doesn't care. It doesn't care which version you're on. But, you know, that account is limited to, you know, Xbox or PlayStation, so obviously it won't cross that line. The one thing I haven't seen a confirmation on, though, is the base game. I'm hoping it's the same kind of thing. It doesn't matter which client you get, and it unlocks, you know, that code. But I don't know. Since there is a separate client, part of me worries that you would need, you know, the other unlocked code slash disk for, you know, the system if you change systems. So I am worried about that. Hopefully we'll get some confirmation on that before launch for those of you which are considering the older consoles, either Xbox 360 or PlayStation 3. But, you know, I would encourage you if you are thinking about switching in the future to maybe consider switching now and then you don't even have to worry about it. You'll just already be on the new console. But as always, if more Destiny news comes out next week for the last podcast before launch, Um, you know, I can let people know. And that's it for the news.
So that's it for this week's Rabbit's Ramblings podcast. No donations, and as far as you know, there's no Patreon people. I haven't checked, but I would assume it would let me know if somebody signed up. Getting kind of super sad about all the things. Getting kind of difficult to stay distracted. Don't have much going on in games. If I had more money, you know, maybe there would be some stuff I could pick up, but having to save most of my money for, you know, the two games I have in my budget and, you know, playing Destiny. I gotta really stick to that. So not really much news in gaming that I can think of. I've played a little bit more of Invisible Incorporated, but again, there's not really a whole lot there yet. So mostly just trying to not go crazy because I don't have anything to do pretty much most days. The connectivity at the coffee shop and also the Safeway where I go to play sometimes is both kind of really terrible. If I play, you know, for maybe an hour every few days, it's kind of a big deal now. Usually the connectivity is just so bad and unstable or slow that it's like I can barely do anything. So that's gotten very sad as well. And of course, you know, there's no news in terms of jobs. I actually heard back from Blizzard about the community manager position that weren't interested in me. You know, not in those words, you know, the nicer words, but still, pretty much same thing. There really hasn't been anything else I've applied to recently. So that's pretty sad. Seems like I'm stuck and not going anywhere. And it seems like a lot lately people are talking at me instead of with me. You know, on the forums, I try and help people out in the forums, but people talk, you know, at me. Mostly poop talking because they don't like me for whatever reason. And even sometimes friends, like on Facebook, I feel like I'm talking at them or they are talking at me. We aren't really talking together. Because, you know, it's sort of like a, a messaging system. It's like you post something and then, you know, who knows how long before they reply. So feel very lonely and sad about that. But I guess that's really it for this week's Rabbit's Ramblings. Can't think of anything else to say. Hopefully everybody out there is not having a terrible sad time like me. And hopefully I'll see everybody next time. Okay, thanks, bye. This is called Shadow Realms, and is out Zaza. The first thing important to her, sort of a story arc where you're, sort of a story arc where you're, not too many details as to the exactness of it, of the, hmm. Two different Shadow Lord players might play differently, so one might use a lot of traps, Whereas if it were for fur. Hey, take me with you. You have been listening to Rabbit's Ramblings. If you would like to see the show notes or feed the bunny by sending a donation, you can find the show website at www.rabbit.com slash podcast slash rabbits ramblings dot html
When you type rabbits ramblings, don't use the space. If you would like to send me an email, you can do so at rabbit at rabbit.com. If you like my page, you can also post on Facebook at rabbit.com. You can follow me on YouTube at rabbitdot.com. I have a page on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash rabbit, R-A-B-B, number one T. You can set up a monthly recurring subscription there at a price point of your choice. Be sure to put the number one in place of I anytime you type rabbit. Rabbit's Ramblings is copyright 2014 and is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike license.